Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Have you ever been to an ultrasound? Now, I've never had one done on me, but as a father of three boys, I have definitely seen the procedure many times. You basically have a pregnant belly, and then you have a kind of a probe, and then you have some gel, and you smear the gel all over the belly, and then you run the probe around, and you try to get good images through the gel that conducts the sound waves that are emitted by the probe, and then are read back into the probe, and then shown up on a screen, and then you get pictures of the baby, right? You know what a sonogram is. Well, what if the next generation of sonograms was completely different? What if instead of having to go in or undergo this kind of uncomfortable position and have the gel rubbed all over you and just wait for the machine and have some clinician stand there and hold it? What if instead you could peel open a small package that had something about the size of a postage stamp on it? You could just adhere that to your belly and then you could click open an app on your smartphone and watch the baby. What if that's what ultrasound technology looked like? Well, no kidding. Researchers at MIT have it. They've already been testing it and it works amazingly well. And what this does is it will produce clear and continuous pictures. You could basically watch baby on a video for about 48 hours. And of course, the technology that can be used to see baby can be used to see tumors or blood vessels expand and contract when blood is pumping or to see the stomach distend or not when food is taken in or the heart is pumping or 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 anything else that's going on inside the body. This is genuinely amazing stuff. The researchers say they can also watch muscles and they can see where the muscles are starting to get fatigued and overworked. And so in a workout, let's say you're wearing one of these patches and you get to that point where you should really stop working out because you're just at the right point instead of going on and doing extra damage, meaning you could maximize workouts. There are literally uncountable possibilities with this technology. But the key to it all is solving the physical problem of sending out the waves, receiving the waves, having the transductive gel that conducts the waves, and then also having something that would adhere to the body. Because researchers have kind of been working on something like this for a while, but the challenge is that you want to make something that doesn't fall off the body. And as the body moves and stretches in ordinary behavior, you either have a rigid piece of device that comes off or you have the device itself flexes and therefore the receptacles that are receiving the sound waves back also are flexing and therefore you get a distorted or a very low quality image. And solving this moving versus fixed challenge has actually been the technology gap and they've figured it out. The device is basically a little envelope. At the top of the envelope is the fixed receptacles. The middle of the envelope is the conductive gel. And then the bottom of the envelope is a flexible size adhesive that goes on the belly or the arm or the chest or the wherever you're trying to study. So what we're really talking about here is the kind of technology that you could buy over the counter, hook up to your cell phone and watch virtually any part of your body. And a doctor obviously could interpret the data. But if you just want to know, hey, what's going on with me right now? You whip out a patch, you stick it on, you watch for a half a minute. The AI in your computer figures out, you know what? That looks an awful lot like a heart attack or that looks an awful lot like a healthy baby. Or again, you get it. The point is that there are endless applications here. 
I mean, as a parent, I'm even imagining that you could probably use this somehow or other if a child swallows a penny or something else, or you're not sure if they swallowed something. Because let's say a 10 or $15 sonogram patch is a whole lot cheaper and a whole lot more convenient than a trip to the ER. By the way, side note, pennies pass. That's all I'm going to say about that. Pennies pass. But in any case, the basic idea of having a home video of baby inside the womb is pretty amazing. And if the lifespan of the patches extends any farther, I think I know exactly what people are going to be watching all the time. And it'll be mesmerizing. And now from the, there's probably a reasonable explanation, and it's probably not aliens file. Residents in the Australian town of Mildura were puzzled on Wednesday evening after they looked up in the sky and saw this, not to quote Jimi Hendrix, but purple haze, like a bright pink light in the sky, the kind of thing that you would otherwise think was maybe a sunset or the northern lights, although it's Australia, but in fact, it looked like a ground-based bright pink light shining up in the sky. And people were thinking it's a little bit Stranger Things, it's a little scary but brilliant, it's a little unnerving, kind of cool. They took pictures and they wondered what was going on. Well, it didn't take very long for residents who were eager to go follow the source of the light and find out. No, it wasn't some sale on purple clothing that was using the halogen lights to get your attention. It was a marijuana grow farm. That's right, the Can Group, which is a medical cannabis company in the vicinity, said the pink glow was actually caused by their grow lights for their marijuana, which run on a 12-hour cycle from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Normally, you don't get to see them because it's daylight, or once the sun goes down, they have blackout blinds that shield the light from escaping, mostly to not be a nuisance to the neighbors. But somehow or other, the timing was off that day and the blinds hadn't yet closed, so there was an overlap when it was glowing and yet it was at night. And I don't know if you've ever seen a place that uses these kind of grow lights. I have, and it is vivid. I mean, really, really noticeable that that's what's going on. I'm not saying I've been to a purple marijuana farm. I'm just saying I've seen an industrial setting where they use this particular shade of grow light, and it's noticeable. And yes, if you're wondering, medical cannabis is heavily regulated in Australia, but it is generally legally available if prescribed by a doctor. And of course, if somebody's going to prescribe it, somebody got to grow it. And finally, we come to a sad note. For people like me who grew up watching Star Trek and loving every version of it, the original series is still and always will be the paradigm example. Other versions of Star Trek might have superior acting or they might have superior script writing and certainly better special effects, but it's the original series that's like home, that's like mom's cooking. And in that series, one of the most fascinating, captivating, and truly magical characters was Lieutenant Uhura. And of course, she was played by... Nichelle Nichols. Well, Nichelle Nichols, as you may know, has passed away at the age of 89. And her iconic performance in the original television series is, it's hard to describe the place that she has in the heart of fans like me. Mr. Spock, we will be able to retrieve the captain at that time, won't we? You see, she was the most outspoken female. She was often challenging the men in leadership. But obviously, as a black woman... Being so visibly on screen as a major character in a television series is the kind of thing that for people like me, we didn't even know was special at the time. Because it just seemed like normal. Because we were kids. At least I was. But for a lot of other people, this was absolutely groundbreaking to have somebody in that role on a television series and even somebody who could show technical capabilities and advanced skills and an equal, essentially, to all of the men on screen as a black woman. That was groundbreaking at the time. 
Security sweeps of all decks are negative, Mr. Spock. No evidence of intruder. Very well. Cancel red alert, but maintain increased security. Aye, sir. And there was one moment in particular that a lot of people point to as the first time that you ever had an interracial kiss on TV between Kirk and Uhura. But I'm not afraid. I am not afraid. So whether it was just being a fantastic character, whether it was being a prominent black woman on a major television series, or whether it was representing the first breaking of racial barriers, when, by the way, at the time, NBC really strongly considered not having that kiss either shown or not having it with Kirk, maybe with Spock, because he was kind of half-human, half-Vulcan, right? And they were worried that Southern TV stations would protest against the breaking of the racial barrier. But, of course, they went ahead with it, and the rest, as we say now, is history. And the tributes to Nichelle have been just pouring in. Of course, her co-stars on the TV show and later in several of the films based on the TV series. George Takei wrote, I shall have more to say about the trailblazing incomparable Nichelle Nichols, who shared the bridge with us as Lieutenant Uhura of the USS Enterprise and who passed today at age 89. For today, my heart is heavy, my eyes shining like the stars you now rest among, my dearest friend. All I can say is, and it's what I try to remind myself and other people of any time somebody passes that was meaningful to us, it means they did something with their lives that blessed other people. You only experience loss for things that you cared about. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Be sure to scan for alien life forms before you hit the five-star review. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.